Hey, coming up on today's Locked On Big Ten, Jay Stevens is in to go over the Ohio State basketball last couple of weeks. It's been an exciting few games here for the Buckeyes, including one that just wrapped up that we have to get with Jay about. And also, Ryan Day's another name, like Jim Harbaugh, who we talked about last week, who has his name attached to some NFL coaching rumors. Could it be possible that he would ever leave the Buckeyes right now for the pros? We'll ask Jay all about it here on Locked On Big Ten. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. Nate Dickinson with you here. We got a good show, as always, lined up for you today. Here to kick off the week, Jay Stevens is in to break down the Ohio State basketball situation as they are one of the many teams in the top 25 that has been off to a good start of the year. And also, Ryan Day's name has been around Ohio State coaching and NFL coaching jobs, I should say. He's already got the Ohio State one. Could he leave Ohio State for the pros? We'll ask Jay about what he thinks about the rumors around his head coach on the gridiron. That's all coming up right here on the show in just a minute. First, we'll get you all the scores from over the weekend you may have missed. And, of course, let you know what's going on here today around the Big Ten. In men's basketball, of course, over the weekend, a huge, huge weekend just slate of games as always. I'll just run down scores right now. Nebraska lost to Purdue 92-65. to Number 25, Illinois beat Michigan at home 68-53. Another tough loss for the Wolverines. Northwestern lost, or I'm sorry, Northwestern upset Michigan State. It was biggest win of the weekend 64 62 the final score in that matchup Rutgers beat Maryland 70 to 59 Ron Harper Jr. had 31 points six of eight from three-point range as well Penn State as we mentioned just lost to Ohio State 61 to 56 earlier today and to round out the weekend of Big Ten games Iowa beat Minnesota by 10 in Minnesota 81 to 71 the final score on today's slate for basketball around the Big Ten, we've got two games on the schedule. One, a really good one. And number seven, Purdue's facing off against number 25, Illinois. That one's going to be fun, no doubt. And then later on, Indiana faces off against Nebraska. That one will be at 6 Eastern time, 5 Central. Early game is at noon, or noon Eastern time, or 11 Central. Sorry, uh, messed up times there. But again, we got it out at the end. Again, 6-5 Central for the late game, 12-11 Central. For the early matchup uh, in other sports women's basketball a big one out there tonight number 11 michigan faces off against number eight maryland a game i'll of course have more for you on and recap tomorrow also number six indiana faces off against purdue a pretty big rivalry matchup as well and on the mats wisconsin is facing off against minnesota in wrestling it'll be a good one here today too uh, again, all around a nice day of Big Ten sports, no matter what it is that you're interested in. We got a really good conversation with Jay from Locked On Buckeyes coming up on the show here today. So I'm going to hand it right off over to that talk that I have with Jay earlier here today. Uh, you're listening into Locked On at Big Ten. Welcome back into Locked On Big Ten. Everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week, Monday through Friday. 
We're joined now by Isaiah Hull of Wolverines Wire and, of course, Locked On Wolverines, covering the Michigan teams all the time and telling us about it once a week here on Locked On Big Ten. Thanks again for joining us, Isaiah. We've got a lot to talk about with Michigan, but the biggest thing to discuss right now, at least, I think, around the national spotlight, I don't know if it's the big talk around Michigan on campus as well, but Jim Harbaugh right now is being rumored to a lot of these NFL head coaching jobs that are opening up. Now, I'll talk to you more about like specifics and things with jobs and stuff like that in a minute, but I want to first just kind of get from you as someone who's there. What is your take on just kind of the relationship between Jim Harbaugh and this Michigan football team right now? Well, I think it's, it's business as usual, right? And I know there's all these rumors and everything, but Jim Harbaugh is not acting like he's going anywhere. He's uh, he's been in Schembechler Hall for the most part. He went down to Houston for the uh, the Bear Bryant uh, Award. Um, he, uh, he he's been you know he's been planning on going on the road recruiting as soon as this dead period ends, and he's you know he's told his players and recruits that initially there was a report in which I, I believe to be accurate that he had told a recruit that he's going to gauge his NFL interest, but he's also told recruits he's not going anywhere. So uh, I, at the moment, I, I think that it, it's status quo. I think the big thing is, is though, until he signs that extension and the announcement is made, there's going to be a little bit of an uneasiness when it comes to Jim Harbaugh as it relates to, to Michigan. Uh, I personally don't expect him to go anywhere, but uh, you know, again, I'll never say never until you know, I know he, he's still very much under contract, but I mean, it's it's a very favorable contract to get out of uh, from either party. So until he signs that, you know, mega extension that everyone's kind of anticipating, uh, putting it somewhere not necessarily on par with James Franklin and Mel Tucker, but uh, the reports indicate that it will be a uh, something that's going to be very favorable in, in terms of getting getting a lot more money for assistance in that salary pool, as well as just a, a discussion about how things can become more favorable for the University of Michigan, which is somewhat hamstrung by uh, the transfer portal in the sense that uh, generally admissions can only take either a first year guy or a uh, or a graduate transfer. Uh, and that's outside of the hands of the uh, of the football program. But there's rumors that he's uh, targeting, trying to make that a little bit more amenable for Michigan, and then obviously trying to figure out the NIL of it all, which Michigan tends to hamstring itself and things of that nature as well. So uh, I think that uh, that's the big thing. That's the the big holdup. But until, you know, until that Raiders job in particular opens up and as, as it's expected to, and things essentially either Harbaugh turn, you know, gets the offer and turns it down or gets it and accepts it, uh, we'll be kind of sitting around waiting until we find, you know, to find out what's exactly going to happen. Harbaugh is a kind of guy where just his history and his name are going to bring him towards some of these jobs and rumors, no matter what happens, no matter what's actually there. So if someone has to kind of sift through all of that and filter out the stuff that doesn't matter. Uh, it, when did this stuff kind of heat up on your radar as far as like just the day-to-day -day stuff that you do and looking at reports and reading things and talking to people was there anything at all is there anything at all that kind of jumps out to you as like okay this could be a legit kind of story going forward or this could be something that actually happens I mean I think it's legitimate but I mean I at the right. same time 
haven't been paying a ton of attention to it because even though I do think it's legitimate, I don't, I still don't think he's going to go anywhere. It just would, it would surprise me if he did. Um, I'd not say uh, that that isn't a certain possibility, but it's one of those things where he loves it in Ann Arbor. His, his parents live next door. It's, you know, this is where he's from. Uh, he had said, this is just the beginning multiple times after the Ohio state game. Uh, heading into the Orange Bowl after the Orange Bowl. It, it, to me, it would seem kind of like a weird sentiment just to go out there and say this is just the beginning and then bolt. Um, I, I started kind of paying attention to it, I think, when I got back from Florida on the uh, on the 4th. And uh, I think that was kind of the start of it. And uh, there were the rumors that there, he was gauging interest that were reported by reputable people, not just your normal flamethrowers guy like Bruce Feldman out there saying, uh, there is legitimate interest in both both ways. That's when things kind of looked a little bit more normal. But at the same time, I mean, how many times have we seen, and this was my initial thought, how many times have we seen coaches act like, oh, I'm really interested in this other job, whether it be another college job or an NFL job, only to parlay that into a big pay raise? Uh, so that was my initial and my current still belief is that it's not as much to do with uh, with him actually wanting to go somewhere else, it, it might appear to be that way. And it's exacerbated somewhat by him being on his own time. It, it, he always has been right. Like last year, there was all these people that were saying like, well, if he hasn't signed that extension, he's probably going somewhere. And there were a lot of people who were very adamant. I was very adamant the other way, having spoken to my own sources that he wasn't going anywhere. It's just that he has you know, when, when he's locked in, he, he doesn't feel like there's any kind of need to rush anything. And I think that this kind of falls into that same line. Now with that in mind, again, that Raiders job, the fact that that isn't open yet and that they haven't been able to officially extend anything. I think that that's kind of what we're waiting on and whether that's because he has legitimate interest in going to the Raiders uh, who gave him his first coaching opportunity back in 2002 or if his uh, if he's just waiting to find out what those numbers are to parlay that into uh, a counteroffer to Michigan, I mean we'll we'll see. Again, I don't anticipate he's going anywhere. It's the new year, which means that resolutions may be in store for you, and one of those ones that can be the toughest to stick to, of course, and the most popular one out there is staying in shape. But with Built Bar, you can get in shape while not losing some of that flavor that you love. That can be what holds you back most of the time. Built Bar has 100% dark chocolate in all of its bars. So no matter what, you're going to be getting that kind of great flavor, no matter which flavor of Built Bar you choose. So head on over to Built.com right now and take a look at all the products. They've got flavors coming out all the time while giving you all the great nutrition that you want out of a bar, of course, too. We're talking about more than 15 grams of proteins with less than five net grams of carbs and sugars, less than 150 grams or 150 calories. Check that per bar in these built bars. So with all the nutrients that you want, all the flavor that you're craving, it's no better way to start off that New Year's resolution or really just any time of year or day just by using a built bar or any of their built products to get yourself through it. Head on over to built.com again and use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, it's LOCKED15 for 15% off over at built.com. 
Thanks for tuning in to Locked On Big Ten, your first listen for everything you need to know about the conference every weekday. Alongside Jay Stevens of Locked On Buckeyes, I'm Nate Dickinson. We are talking just after the Ohio State Buckeyes beat the Penn State Nittany Lions in, in a narrow, close game throughout a low-scoring game. Definitely not the cleanest of Big Ten games that we've seen out there, Jay. But as we start to get into everything going on with Ohio State, we've got a couple of things I want to talk to you about, but we are talking fresh off this win just trying to get into this Ohio State basketball conversation and how the team's been doing as of late. It was not the prettiest of games, 61 to 56. I'll tell you that just the final score. But what were your takes away, takeaways from a win in which was, again, Ohio State won a game that was an uglier basketball game. That's a sign of a good team. You can't be too unhappy about it. No, and Ohio State once again has lost another player, Michi Johnson, who was not playing in this game, didn't play against Wisconsin which is why my takeaway for this game is simply survive in advance. You win a Big Ten basketball game. You're not at full strength. You have not been at full strength the entire season. So winning a game is big. Beating a team twice in the same season, that's huge. So there's a lot of positive takeaways. When you look at totality, the makeup of this team today, knowing that they had a 22-day COVID pause, Chris Holtman even missed a game due to testing positive to the COVID. And so taking all the negative stuff aside, the things that have happened this season, you win a Big Ten basketball game, you beat the same team twice in the same season. Those are two positives you can take after winning a game on Sunday afternoon. Let's talk bigger picture here, Jay, because honestly, the Penn State win was, like I said, a good win. You win a game mm-hmm. in a bit of a scrappy situation, and you end up coming up on top. But as far as just what Ohio State's been up to as of late, going back earlier in the week, you lose a game to Wisconsin that was Obviously, one of the uh, more marquee games of the week in the Big Ten. So some eyes were on there. I just want to get your kind of takeaways from that game and also just kind of how it plays into the way that Ohio State's been starting off this Big Ten season because it's been a bit of an uh, up-and-down start, both non-conference and conference. Ohio State trying to figure out exactly how it uh, competes with everybody here. Well, that game alone, it was another game. That was the first game Michi Johnson ended up missing I do believe that was Chris Holtman's first game back. He had he didn't get cleared to be back with the team until literally the day of the game. And so you don't have your coach in practice. You don't have your backup point guard. You're, you're missing two, still two other guys that have not played all season. Then going to Wisconsin, a hostile environment, a really good team, a team that's trying to get over the loss that they suffered to Ohio State earlier in the year. And then everyone knows about Johnny Davis and uh, Brad Davis and two guys you have to watch out for. But I believe Wall in this game had 20 points, seven rebounds, six assists. So it wasn't Davis. It wasn't Davis. And even though Davis had had 25 points, you have to look out for the big man in Wall. And I think that that third option that that Wisconsin had in that game was something that Ohio State had no answer for. Ohio State did look a step or two slow on defense. Um, rotations were uh, were late offensively. They weren't just getting shots, weren't falling. They didn't look in sync. And it was the perfect storm. What Ohio State brought to the table, what Wisconsin brought to the table, the Badgers were the better team, and they won that game on Thursday night. I want to talk a little bit about some of the positives with Ohio State, though, because, again, this is still one of the best teams in the country. It's going to be ranked as such when the rankings come out by the time that people are listening to this, if they get into it on a Monday here on our show. As Ohio State started out this season, there's been a couple of things that have been really, really obviously key to that big start. One of them's been EJ Liddell. The Big Ten has been big on stars early in this season. That's been one of the big headlines. But Ohio State's one of the team that has one of the stars. In Liddell, he puts together a 
really honestly just efficient performance here today that helps Ohio State win this basketball game. But throughout the season, he's been one of those guys who's been there every single time in and out. What is it about him in particular that puts him up there with all those other players in the Big Ten in the conversation for national awards? He knows how to hit you. Well, there's two things. One, he knows how to hurt you from different, from all three levels, the in, in the paint, close range, mid-range game, and from deep. But he does a good job scoring through contact. And I do believe that there's a lot of players that can, that can hit you and kill you from all three levels. But the scoring through the contact is not one of those things that they really excel at. It's something you have to work at, something that you have to really put the time in in practice and hitting your coach or hitting um, the pads that your coach may have to help you learn what it's like to get hit and run through the contact. And Liddell has done that. And he really sometimes waits, fills the game out, and then picks and chooses his spots very wisely. We saw it today. We've seen it throughout all the entirety of the season. Liddell has been so good about picking and choosing when he attacks, where he attacks, and making sure that if it's not his time to attack, he gets the ball to the open man. I mean, Liddell's an amazing player. What do you have, 19 points today, eight rebounds? I mean, he is he's a he should be a walking double-double machine. Doesn't average average a double-double, but he should be averaging not just 10 and 10. He could average 20 and 10 on the season. That's basically how good he is as a player. He continues to be the leader that Ohio State needs with still having a team that's not 100% healthy. He's been extremely impressive and extremely effective in getting Ohio State wins. We've seen, uh, I mean, big guys out there like Hunter Dickinson, Kofi Coburn, their teams have not gotten off to the same kind of starts as an Ohio State has, just not getting the same kind of effectiveness and impact and wins that an Ohio State team has. But anyway, moving on here, Jay, I have a thing in just looking up what I want to talk to you about here today, a stat where I was just like, all right, I see this stat and I want to know like what, what it is behind this stat and how it works and why it is that it is this way. So I, I was looking at team rankings and I saw that Ohio state's one of the most efficient, just shooting teams overall in the country. Where do those good shots come from? Liddell's obviously a big part of it, I'm sure. But just as far as getting the high efficiency shots that the Buckeyes have been getting and helping them get wins, what's contributing to that? Two things, the emergence of Malachi Branham and NBA being able to score in the mid-range and players being able to flow off of that. But also a lot of it is Zed Key as well, getting a lot of attention. He's been able to score a lot down low and players coming off of that. Well, there's one more I could add to that. You also have uh, Jamari Wheeler, who's been a bright spot when Ohio State needed a bright spot at point guard, a different player than CJ Walker from last year. But Jamari Wheeler has been a steady mover of the basketball and he's been a conductor on the basketball court. And I do think those three things together, of course, you could add in Liddell and all the other players, but even with Justin Orange not shooting very well at all over the past three or four, maybe even five games now, Ohio State still finding ways to score the ball. Zed Key, Malachi Branham, and you also have Jamari Wheeler being the conductor. Those three players are a big reason why Ohio State is getting a lot of high efficient shots and they're shooting the ball at times very well. Go a little deeper on Malachi Brandon before we let you go, Jake, because that's I feel like the guy who if you're someone who maybe tunes into like the Big Ten news, but isn't super tuned into obviously every team every day, you might not know who Malachi Branham is, but you're starting to hear his name. Tell us a little more about what this guy is and what makes him special. About six, 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 seven. He's a wing player, could play the two guard or the small forward spot, shooting guard or small forward, small forward spot. 
he has been very good for a young, not just a youngster, just very good in general at the mid range game and learning how to utilize angles and utilize his length and learning how to get a good feel of college basketball. He's adjusted to the higher level of physicality than what he was playing in high school. He's adjusted to the higher level of coaching than what he had in high school. He's adjusted to a lot of things, the, the classwork, it couple that with the road games you're playing. He's adjusted very, very well. And once he got a feel for the game, once he realized he can play with these guys, he had a 35-point game of about a week ago, week, week and a half ago. That was kind of the peak. We're saying, oh, he can play. He knows he can play. And so he has a three-point shot. He has a mid-range game. And he's going to be somebody that is going to be a fun player to watch, not just this season, not just next season. I hope Ohio State fans get three seasons of Malachi Brandon. But one interesting thing, little nerd note, he wears number 22. That number is retired at Ohio State. Jim Jackson, and I want to say Michael Red. Don't quote me on Michael Red, but I know for sure Jim Jackson, um, I think about to be a college basketball Hall of Famer, is going is that's his number. Malachi Branham had to call Jim Jackson to wear that number, but before doing so, he looked up some information about him because he didn't know much about Jim Jackson, the player, what he's done, what he meant to Ohio State, got a little information, called, asked for permission, and I do think not only is it fun that he did all that stuff, but he's living up to what that number means to Ohio State, and you're wearing a number that's in the rafters. you got to play well, but he's doing just that. Hey, Big Ten fans, Nate Dickinson here with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about, Get Upside. Listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time you fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play Store right now. Use our promo code SCORE and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back for every gallon of gas. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app to get free for free and use promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back just gets added right to your account. You can cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, or even an e-gift card for Amazon or other places too. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE. Jay Stevens, the host of Locked on Buckeyes every single weekday, Monday through Friday. Uh, Jay, before we let you go, I wanted to talk a little bit on the football side here about just some of the coaching rumors around, obviously, all of the NFL, but names that get popped up all the time. Jim Harbaugh, we talked to Isaiah Hole about last week. Uh, Ryan Day has been attached to a couple of pro football jobs as well. It seems like uh, if you're asking my personal opinion, just something that's like a weird thing for him to do at a weird time, given like how good he has it right now at Ohio State. But uh, I don't know. I just want to get your takes before we let you go here. Is there any sort of chance Ryan Day leaves right now? Is there any sort of job that you think could pull him away from the Buckeyes at any point, given, I mean, given any drastic changes don't occur. I will never say there's no chance a coach leaves. I'm not that crazy. The coaching carousel in college football is crazy player coaches are moving at a way faster clip than I expected. 
the turnover rate because people want the microwave society. They want things done now. If you don't win in a year or two, you're out of here. I hate that. But I, I will never say never, especially with Ryan Day. He's going to be a highly sought-after coach. Oh, uh, almost said Oakland. Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders. I think it'll be a good – he has a quarterback there, Derek Carr, um, who end up actually might be leaving uh, Vegas that very soon. Chicago Bears, there are rumors. Justin Fields, a connection they had. Day and Fields there in Columbus. I'll never say never. The one thing I think that might show us that he's not moving, he had to replace four coaches this year. Now, one found a new job in Matt Barnes. He's not in Memphis, but he did fire Coach Greg Studrara. He fired Al Washington. And Kerry Coombs, I heard there's rumors he might retire, but he's no longer at Ohio State either. Now, if you're going to leave, you don't make those changes as quickly as Ryan Day did. So even if I, even I'm going to say I would never say never, I think based off the moves in the offseason Ryan Day has made, I think his actions have showed he's not going anywhere. Yeah, I had that in my notes too. Ohio State has been hiring coaches, which doesn't, I mean, like if you're going to leave, I guess I try to get your guys a job on the way out. But like that, it seems like a weird thing to do is to start hiring coaches underneath you as you're getting ready to leave for another job. So I don't think there's any sort of way that Ryan Day leaves in this sort of a coaching cycle, given what the situation is at Ohio State, but also just what the situation is in the NFL. I don't think it's any sort of kind of a realistic kind of thing, but it, it just, it's, it's weird to me to kind of picture him. I, I guess like I, I just kind of want to ask the same question again, Jay. Is there any kind of job that could get him out of here? Because it doesn't seem like right now, at least logically, I know what you said, you never want to say never, but at least just logically thinking right now, it doesn't feel like there's any sort of reason why a pro job would want to take Ryan Day away from Ohio State. Steelers, maybe. Um, yeah. Cowboys, maybe. Um, one of those jobs where you have stability and you're not going to be leaving after two or three years. Uh, was it Mike Tomlin's been in Pittsburgh for, what, 15 years maybe? Never had a season below 500. Um, outside of that, I think with Bill Cowher, was, Bill Cowher was there for at least 10 years, I believe. And so one of those jobs, I think, where you're not going to be gone. Now, you're going to say, well, Jay, the Bears, well, the Bears, are, they're, they don't have the same coach for a long period of time. Um, the Packers do, but the Packers have Matt LaFleur. I don't think that's going to be changing anytime soon. Um, the Patriots, well, Bill Belichick's been there since, what, the 90s? And he's still there. Nate, like one of those jobs where it's an upper echelon type of job. It's a job where you're going to have stability. You're going to have a backing from, the, from your bosses in the, in the front office. And it's a job that where if things get rough, if you have an 8-8 eight eight season, well, whatever it was, 17 games, you can't really have an 8-8 eight eight season. But if you have a season where you're struggling just a tad, nine and eight in that way, they're not going to jump ship and go away from you. And so I do think it's going to be he, – he could be very picky. Um, I, the Raiders, maybe. I don't think the Bears, when I think about that, like stability, I don't think the Bears is the right spot for a Ryan Day type of coach based off the front office and the uncertainty and the instability that's there. But there's, a, there's other jobs that they're going to hold on to you if you're successful. They're not going to ditch you if you have an off year or two. They're not going to do that. I think it's kind of what Ryan Day might be looking for, especially since he has a family. Ryan Day's success in college, he's not going to want to go somewhere. Let's just say he moves from Columbus to Miami. Let's say Miami Dolphins, just a random team out there. He's there for three years. Well, what happens? 
he has to up and move his family where he's already had to move them numerous times that his coaching career. You know what? I'm, I guarantee he does not want to hear his wife. Like, well, hold on, hold on. We moved from Columbus. We were there for eight years. Now we're going to go down to Miami. We're, we're here for three. I want more stability. And I know that the wife does kind of affect certain decisions that coach makes um, the stability. I think Ryan days will look for in a NFL coaching job. If he goes that route, I mean, Steelers, the Steelers make sense to me. It makes sense. It's just, I don't see Mike Tomlin going anywhere, anywhere right now. Yeah, it, it again, it's just one of those things where I just don't feel like if there's like any sort of ideal situation for him to leave, it's not uh, here in this coaching cycle or mm. off season. And obviously, if he keeps coaching well at Ohio State, there's going to be other opportunities for him to try and take that leap if that is what he desires. But I, I haven't seen any sort of indication that that is what he desires mm -hmm. in any sort of way. So, again, We'll keep an eye on all that if anything does start to flare up in the news as things go on. Of course, Ohio State's got an outstanding basketball season starting as well. It's not just football school by any means, and we'll have all sorts of stuff to talk to Jay about as the season progresses on the hardwood and the offseason on the gridiron, too. Until we hear from Jay next, of course, and if you need to keep up on Ohio State stuff, be sure to tune into Locked On Buckeyes every weekday, Monday through Friday. He'll be hosting things and keeping you up to date there. Uh, Jay, remind everyone where they can get a hold of you outside of just the show if they want to keep up with what you're up with. Follow me on Twitter at JStevens07. That's Stevens with a PH and the number 07 at the end. Locked on Buckeyes every Monday through Friday. And then the Jay Stevens podcast is going to be back consistently once again. Had a little month hiatus due to some scheduling conflict, but that's over. We're back and in full force, better than ever. A lot of exciting things going on there at the Jay Stevens podcast. Glad to hear it. We'll hear from you again here soon, Jay. Again, Jay Stevens with Locked On Buckeyes and everything you need to know about Ohio State with his finger on the pulse every weekday over there. We'll, again, talk to you again soon, and thanks for us for talking to us now.